to the Bailey and Harding ultrasound system. I'm Anna Harding. I'm Ali Bailey. Boring. Yeah. Back to normal. That's all right. It, it needed to happen. Welcome to episode 17. Hey, Let Loose had a song called 17. Do you remember it? Oh, you oh, love God, Let I love... Loose, don't you? No, um... I don't know if it was, I do it went, like this. It. it went like this. 17, look at you now. You've got to hold up my heart. Now, when you think about it, it's a bit creepy because 17's not really like, it's a bit like 17's like not really 18, is it? It's over 16 though. So they knew what they were doing. No. But I think Let Loose were quite a lot older than 17 when they sung that song. Okay. Well, that's not going on the podcast. In other Let Loose news, they are getting back together for a reunion okay. tour. I feel like Let Loose are the boy band that I know least about. Well, maybe you should know more about them. I think it's because I'm younger. I'm younger than you. Whoa, whoa. Ow. Ah. <laughs> Death by a thousand cuts. I'm not in my 40s, Ali, so I wouldn't know no. about that vintage music that you like. No. I like them because they had the guitars. They were not rock and roll in any way, shape or form, and they looked like a bunch of plasterers, but... <laughs> Fun story for you. When... Busted, yeah, and McFly, yeah, got together to form McBusted. Mm-hmm. I went to the Newcastle Arena to go and interview them. All and of them. They put maybe four, a select four of them up, but one of them was Harry Judd, yeah. who was the one that was also on Strictly. He's the one that's also on Celebrity Race Across the World. Yes. So one of my questions, and thankfully it was towards the end of my interview, was, oh, so, um, you know, can we expect some uh, some more boy band dancing then? And uh, Harry Judd shut me down. And I was only joking because I was like, well, you've been on Strictly, so you can dance now. You've um, used the B word, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. He bit back and was like, we're not boy band, actually. We play instruments. I don't know if you've ever seen any of our stuff. <laughs> You're a band full of boys, so you are a boy band. Just man band, just whatever. Just like he didn't like it. I bet he didn't. But but he didn't like it. I'm sorry. Acceptance is the first stage of anything, and it's like, guys, you are a boy band. Blur were a boy band. Oasis were a boy band. The Beatles were a boy band. The Rolling Stones were a boy band. Uh, (laughs) Because women just want to shag them and then Uh. and that's what a boy band is. Okay, so so just embrace it. Like be be chill with it. Like it's cool. I know. Even like he was not chill. Even like those hair metal bands, like Def Leppard, they were boy bands. Boy bands. Boy bands. Yeah. 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 Right. Anyway, without any further ado, shall we? Uh, we've got a lot to rattle on through. We've, this got... we've got a special guest coming up. <gasps> we have got a special guest. We've got so much to do. Quickly, let's get into our win room. Get in the bin quickly. What is your win? Well, I would like to formally announce that uh, we, why we, both of us, will be at the National Running Show this year. It's in January in the Birmingham January Centre, NEC. <laughs> in January, in the Birmingham NEC, it's the National Running Show. Okay. I'm going to yeah. be there with my little ultra yeah. workshop area where I'm going to be hosting free workshops all weekend on things like King Kit, uh, dealing with people with elbows, um, dealing with the running club ball. There'll be a workshop on that. There won't. It's going to be more serious Poo- than that. Pooing on the trail? Pooing on the trail. How to hide your poos. <laughs> um, but I will seriously be doing these workshops. They will be free. They'll be very small numbers because it's a very small area. Uh, and I know that you're going to be there as well. And there is definitely going to be some sort of podcasting happening. So I think people need to get their diaries out and just write down. Tw- is it 21st to 23rd of January? It's that weekend. Um, okay. Please. So, yes, I've confirmed that this week. It's all going ahead and it's going to be super good fun. I'm going to have some good guests and... Uh, that's my win. But now I've got to do a load of work and prepare a load of flipping workshops and do all that sort of stuff, which is hard work, but I will do it. That's my win for this week. Excellent. So just for people's final faxes, it is Saturday the 20th, Sunday the 21st of uh, January at Birmingham's NEC National Running Show. I will be hosting one of the stages as I do most years. Um, and so uh, at some point, yeah, we'll we'll attempt to try and put a pod in somewhere. At some point, we're going to try and pod. We're going to pod max. Yeah. Um, but it was gonna it's gonna be good fun. So I'm I'm chuffed about that. And we will have a um I think I've actually got already got a free ticket code. I think it's ultra awesome, just the one word, but uh, try putting that in the the box and getting a free ticket. But uh yeah, it's gonna be good. What's your win this week? So my win is actually a I can't win. Sounds like a Lamar song. I'm so upset. 
Yeah, it's sort of the thing that Lamar well, would I can't say. Win. I can't win it. It's silky, silky, like oh, a pair of that. silk pajamas. Yeah, yeah, I can't win. Why not? I'm, I'm really upset. Uh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm really upset. This week, I feel like the world and his wife, led by Pied Piper Ali Bailey, has ganged up on me and my taste in music. Because, and this is why I can't win, because every week on this podcast, we talk about our ultrasound system playlist. And for some weeks, like maybe 10, 11 and 12 episode, um, you've been like, oh, you've been a bit quiet on the playlist. So I was like, do you know what? I need to up my game. This can't be all on Ali. I'll add some stuff to the playlist. And now Ali on our joint podcast Instagram puts a story up that says, does anybody else ever listen to the playlist and just go, no, Anna, no, Anna, no, Anna. And I saw all of you listeners, all of you, every single one of you reply to that. Story. They piled in. You piled on and went, yeah, I do that too. Yeah, 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 I do that too. So from now on. Bullies, I'm, I'm, trolls. My playlist mute. I'm not adding anything else. Right. First off, I would like to unreservedly unreservedly except there is a reservation apologize <laughs> okay i did say in that story i also put a load of shit on there i did yeah. say that in that story i said but what had happened was i was doing a really fast run down a sorry canal and uh. i just needed the bangers man like the, uh, the bangers i wanted and sometimes i get the bangers and it's not just my bangers they're your bangers too it's a mashup yeah. of bangers and i'm like this is incredible this is incredible like, you know, when you get a lot, you get like a, a line, banger after banger after banger for like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's like, this uh, is, and you're like, tune, 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 tune. It's just incredible. However, I got musical number after musical number after musical number. I got that bloody song from The Greatest Showman, followed by yep. Let It Go. Okay, it was Brilliant. a punk pop. No, I don't want to let it go. Followed by Hi Ho, Hi Ho, It's Off to Work, We Go Metal Version. Don't want to do that either. Yep. And I just was like, no, no, what no. And then, like, I was like in the, like, pain cave. And then mm. you make my dreams come true. No, get that do, off. Do, no. Do, 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 do. no, no. What I need is either the Chemical Brothers or Left Field or something here. However, myself and my running partner did enjoy a moment to the salmon dance. Where we had Which a head was on Radio 2. It was, was on Radio 2 last night. So Wiley played it. What's Neil it? sent me a voice note. I was at work and he was like, Anna, that salmon dance song's on. <laughs> What's salmon? With your little arm sex for your body. The salmon dance. I might come dressed as the salmon to that big bear event. <laughs> yeah. That's no, that's not a get in the bin though. No, no. You, no. Put, you go as your sushi. I'll go as my sushi and salmon dance <laughs> out of the bin. I could be in a bin trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to your I can't win. Yeah. Yes, I apologize. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have pinpointed you, but it was just a bad run of songs that I didn't want at that moment. And maybe another time you make my dreams come true or lift me up. But I doubt okay. it because I hate Well, I like the way that you're reframing it, but maybe you should have thought before you posted because you hurt my feelings. And yes, I'm, and I am sorry. And I am going to let you have five free spins on the wheel and put whatever yes. you want on that I'm not, and I'm not going to delete it. Okay. Mm. Which doctor's going on? Because I haven't put that on uh yet. <laughs> That's for you, Danny Dyer, cannot, aka Sean Dyer. I cannot wait for you to be in court. Over the man I killed because bum, 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 came on in the middle of the night on the Cleveland Way. And I just went and axed everybody around me. All right. Um, I actually do have a proper win. Oh, right. Now she wheels about. She feels better now. Because I can't win. I can't win isn't a win, no, is it? She has it's not won. a win. Um, I've got a really cute little one, just quickly. Um, I went to Park Run in Stratford on Saturday, which felt like running on the surface of the sun. And uh, as I finished and went to go and scan my little token, I said to the volunteer, he said, hi, how was that? And I was like, bloody hot. How are you? And he said to me, it's murder on the dance floor out here. And I nearly stabbed him <laughs> because I hate that song. <laughs> but it turns out it was a lovely pod listener. Uh Simon, I think I sent you a voice note with his name and I should have checked, but I'm pretty sure he said his name was Simon. So thank you for that. You brightened my day by um... making you feel stabby. 
no no when I say thank you for that I don't mean the murder on the dance floor it's quite funny um no I mean thank you for listening to the pod and saying hi and for volunteering so there you go what's your grim hi Simon uh my grim is this is not to do with running and people might see this in my stories the other night uh me and my dog have been not sleeping well it's because mercury's in retrograde the loads of other planets are as well fact Bullshit. true anyway and uh i was woken by a beautiful angel pickle and her little furry face tapping mummy tappy 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 it was 245 i looked to my loomy and as i moved my face away from my loomy it hit something and it was a smoked cow's trachea a whole trachea which is about a foot long that pickle i gave pickles a treat and she woke me up by smacking me in the face with it and and basically my face was covered in like a slime which is a mixture of like throat juice and dog gob and she said mummy 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 wake up i got you this it was horrendous oh, yeah it was quite horrendous yeah that's the grimmest thing that's happened to me this week it wasn't very nice yeah. i had to put it on the floor and then i woke up in the morning i was like did that happen and i looked at the floor and it was on the floor i was like yeah it did happen oh. so listener what's the most disgusting thing that you've woken up to find in your face keep it clean <laughs> Wow. Wow. I mean, if you will give your dog these things to eat, then she's probably going to want to give them to you as little gifts. Um, so my grim this week is kind of like a past grim. It happened and I'd like to think that I'm like done with it. But my grim is my brain this week. Mm. So this is week 14 of 16 of the training block of joy. Block of joy, training, training block of joy, training, block of joy. So last week, week 13, I uh, was poorly. I, I realise I'm throwing numbers around. When I say week 13, that was probably like episode 16 of the pod. Um, I was mm-hmm. poorly. And I ended up missing probably maybe just over a week of running um, because of travel to Italy for the ETC. So I, my return to running was uh, at the world's hottest park run on the surface of the sun in Stratford on Saturday. Brutal, brutal yeah, park run. Brutal, mate. World's, brutal. world's toughest. Brutal. Uh, it's, it's like the flattest yeah. park run there is as well. And um, so I was going really well for 3K and I was running far too fast because my legs were totally fresh because I hadn't been running. So I, I was running about a minute per kilometre quicker than I'm normally used to for three kilometres and then absolutely died a death. And um, as I began to slowly die my death in the final two kilometres, my brain kicked in and went, you piece of shit. If you're finding 5k hard, how do you expect to run 100 kilometres in just over three weeks? Mm. Oh, I love this story. And- and I was like, right, okay, no, but it's fine. It's only, it's it's really hot. It's not going to be this hot. And then my brain went, yeah, but you've barely been running. You haven't done any training for this. You, Who do you think you are lining up on a start line of 100 kilometres and you're walking at a park run? You fucking idiot. So, yeah, my brain very much grimmed me out this week. Um, how, long did, how long did it last for? The, the grimming out? Well, brain. How long did it sit there? So probably sat with it for the whole of Saturday and then went out and did my long run on Sunday anyway because that was what I was going to do and had a really lovely time apart from my getting the bin, which is coming up. Um, So it, I probably only let it linger. That's a great song. Um, Yeah. I love the cranberries. Me too. For like a day. And would then was, but I knew, I knew at the time, I was like, I know what's happening here. I know what's happening here. I'm about to go into taper time. I'm been poorly and I have bloody trained for this. So fuck off brain. Yeah. Taper worm's coming. He's coming. He's coming down the track. He's sticking his head out. He's like, hello, hello. The taper worm is coming. And everybody's crying because they are all scared that they've not done enough running. The taper worm is coming. (laughs) Yeah, great. Fucking taper. And that is what he comes on, the taper bus. Yeah. The taper bus was coming down the road for sure. Fuck off, taper. The taper bus is also the same bus that picks you up when you DNF. It's not a cool bus. It's not a fun bus. So um, you sorted it out. Yeah. uh, You don't need any mic. You've reframed. I'm fine. I'm fine. We went out and did a banging 10 miler yesterday, didn't we? And uh, yeah, it turns out I can run. So I'm all right. We did. And when a listener, I understand this. Anna understands this because she's clever. 
if this happens, when this happens, because it happens, yeah. when, not if, it is like, one of the things I find really helpful is to laugh at it for a start. Be like, hello, you're here. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it when you're here. It's like the annoying drunk at the party that keeps repeating themselves. They've come back in. They're saying exactly the same thing they said to you before. You know it's bollocks. So you just sit at the bar and you watch them and you're like, yeah, cool. That's it. And you just uh, you wait for them to leave because they will leave. But a really good way to see it, another way to see it, is like passing cars on a motorway. So they thought you're not, you haven't done enough. You're not good enough. You're not fast enough. How are you going to cope? Just cars, like zooming on a motorway. And it's up to you which car you decide that you want to keep an eye on or follow. But the rest of them are just thoughts like, woo! And to know that is just really, really helpful. It's totally normal. Are they Elton Elton John or Wavy Man? <laughs> They're all Elton Johns. None. The Wavy Man cars are the ones you want to follow. They're the ones that are like, hey, you've done all the training and now you're at the party at the end. Come with me. Let's run the Seven Valleys Ultra. Whee! Like that. Perfect. It's great. Great. But but it's funny because you don't when you when you're a child and you get on a bike, you don't go, Oh my god, how am I ever supposed to ride forty six miles on a bike? Do you? <laughs> you just get on the bike and do it. <laughs> but because of how we are, we're like, Oh God, if I'm if I feel like this in a five K, how am I gonna feel in a hundred K? I don't fucking know. Why don't you go do it and see? Why don't you go do it and see? Instead of like predicting the future. <gasps> so I'm sorry that that happened, but I can totally see why. But you've done oh, all the training. Yeah. And also the you know, you had a week off, a nice restful week. Stress. Plus rest is growth. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I just wanted to, I wanted to introduce it as my grim because I know that there are other people out there who may well feel the same. And um, yeah, the coping mechanism for it is just to acknowledge it, know that, you know, if it hasn't happened to you yet, then know that it probably may well rear its ugly head and uh, ignore it. (laughs) Isn't the grimmest bit just sitting in it? The grimmest bit is having to sit in it. But but if you can do that, it makes you very resilient and and it's part of it. So, well done. Awesome. Uh, Get in the bin. Get in the bin. This is a long-held get in the bin. We've mentioned it quite a few times on the pod. Have we? Like, since episode 15. It's park run, dads. Yeah, go on then. Now, I'm not being a sexist. I've never, ever come across a park run mum. I've only come across park run dads. And I'm not a park run aficionado. No. I've been to park run a few times. I've done some park runs a few times. I've also been to junior park run a couple of times because I have a, sometimes have a child at my disposal. Um, and not mine. And um, park run dad, they're a breed of man who basically use park run almost as a sort of Olympic tryouts for their child. Stand at the edge screaming, David, stretch your legs out. Your cadence is appalling. Come on, David. No, you're four minutes slower than you were last year, last week. Come on, David. They're awful creatures. They shout at them. They, like, vicariously live through them. They chastise them at the end of a park run. Uh, And they make, I I just feel like they're making their children's lives a living hell and putting off other kids from doing park run. I've seen this happen. So the child that I have at my disposal to do park run won't do park run now because he finds park run too stressful because of the park run dads. And the oh. constant competition at Parkrun between the kids, which I don't think is what Parkrun's for. It's not a race, guys. It's not a race. No, it's not a race. Um, so I just think it's a bit gross. And I just wondered if anyone else has had experience of this. My One of my clients, Stephanie, who's lovely, told me an amazing story about her little girl who's seven. And this little girl was at Parkrun, Junior Parkrun, and she had a parent who was really going at her and being like, you need to do better. You need to be quicker. You need to be faster. And Steph's daughter said to her, I just, she's like, it's okay. You can just enjoy it. I just run around and enjoy myself and have the best time. You should do that too. Oh. So you imagine, I know. And I'm like, but I just feel like it's not, it's just fucking horrible to like. It's it's not in the spirit of things, is it? The thing is, right, neither of us do have actual children that we have birthed. And so I get that there are like competitive mums and dads out there and stuff. But I, you know, I am probably the, one of the most competitive people I know. And we're not allowed to play like games, family games at Christmas anymore because it just doesn't work. Um, I didn't know you were competitive. I'm also not allowed to play mini golf with Neil. I honestly didn't know you were competitive. Like I've been out running with you loads and I've known you for a while and I had no idea you were competitive. Uh, yeah. Well, I used to be really, really bad. I'd say I've probably toned it down a lot lately. Um, Lately? In the last, like, 10 years. Anyway, definitely in my 20s, I was disgustingly competitive. But I can't imagine a time where there is a child that I've given birth to where I'm, like, literally 
berating them being like you need to do better you need to run faster you need to do this when it comes to running because well that's not that's not how or why I run so I don't I would just be happy with whatever they were doing and I know that you know different people different strokes are different folks right you know some people are super competitive Mm. with their kids my favorite thing that happened on the Saturday at Park Run was I was walking from the finish to go and have some breakfast and I was walking back along the park run route and there was a mum running with her daughter and she was being really encouraging and being like come on only a little bit to go now you're doing really well and it was so hot and such so awful in like to run in this little girl she must have been about nine or so turned around to her mum and went don't talk to me good does anyone else when you get really hot when you're running does anyone else get that where just everything annoys you like my headphones were annoying me when I was running in the heat the weekend I was like get them off my head or like child will make an incredible ultra runner stop talking to me I know no I don't want it stop it no I don't want that go away no that is that's an ultra runner in the making (laughs) I love it so yeah basically park run dads slash park run pushy parents park run pushers get in the bin it's not what it's for it's really really not what it's for at all mm, i hate it it's yeah. a long-held hatred of mine fair fair um and then finally my get in the bin from this week actually comes from my long run on sunday uh, i was uh i decided to do a new route because um partly because of the brain funk of like you're not good enough i was like i am so bored of my long run route i've done it so many times on this training block i was like ha brain i have been running because i'm bored of my route so I went off into some little villages that I've not run before and plotted my route and was having a lovely time until I came upon a field, opened the gate and there were some cows. I was like, oh, hello, cows. And they were like in the distance. Um, And so I turned sort of around the corner from the gate to go down the footpath to go through the bottom gate to get out the field where I saw the biggest of beasts I have ever seen. My goodness, he was a big boy. A big boy bull in the field. Oh. I oh. could have shat myself. Honestly, <laughs> it was massive. And I was like, I think that's a bull. But there was no sign on the um, gate as you go in or anything. There wasn't like bull in field. So I was like, well, maybe it's not a bull because I'm pretty sure you've got to put a sign up. Mm, you know when it's a bull because you know articulated lorries it looks a bit like that <laughs> shoulders on this guy and then I caught sight of his massive penis dangling between his legs and was like that's definitely a bull mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I turned around walked calmly back out of the field and then was like oh now I've got a reroute so got my map out had a look and had to go down the steepest bank nearly broke my neck trying to get down this bank to get onto the old railway line and then like rerouted and went miles out of my way to then get back onto where I wanted to go um so yeah so my get in the bin is is like dangerous animals in uh, fields that have footpaths running through them because technically Mm. this is going to be controversial I think I don't think controversial corner I was trying to look up right what the what the legal sitch is for keeping dangerous animals and I'm not saying all bulls are dangerous because he might have been a really friendly one but he didn't look particularly happy that I was in the field I don't think you should keep animals that can kill humans in fields that have public footpaths running through them <clears throat> the law bulls adult whole male cattle bulls not bullocks bulls which is what you came across yeah. shent the picture must never be kept alone in fields with public yeah. access there you go was it? Did it have other cows with it? Yeah, he wasn't alone though. He had like he had the ladies. Okay, so that's allowed. Bulls that are not of a recognised dairy breed can be kept in fields of public access if they're accompanied by cows or heifers, and that's because the cows and heifers go leave it, mate, leave it. It's not worth it. Leave it. So they'll calm the bull down, right? But on their own, they're like, I'm gonna fucking take you down. Yeah. So, but there's lots of rules about uh, them on public rights of way. But on public rights of way, you have to have a uh warning sign and you also have to have a license and you're not to keep them on public rights of way with uh lady lady cows and their babies no. because then you've got a whole family in there so you've got a whole problem we had that on the y valley way during one brit so there's lots of rules about it 
but it's really difficult to like police it. Yeah. Navigate. <laughs> I had to navigate my way around it. Yeah. Navigate. Yeah. So there's a really good website, ramblers.org.uk, which I use a lot for these sort of yeah. questions about the stuff. But it's really difficult because first off, you've got to find out who the landowner is. Then you've got to write to the landowner. And often they just yeah. fucking ignore you. The police yeah. aren't fucking interested. But if you're an old, like if I think about my mum and her dog, if she walks into a f- field with a bull in it with the dog and the bull yeah. decides to chase her, she yeah. will be hit with, by the bull because no. she won't be able to run away. No. Horrible. No. Get yeah, in the bin. I just think get in the bin. Like, and, and I know, look, I know that as trail runners, we come across like animals on trails all the time. We saw some beautiful cows yesterday on our run, didn't we, Ali? English longhorns, they English were. English longhorns, they were. They did have longhorns too. And yeah. I know that a lot of people are worried about entering fields with cows in because of like rare reports of herds of cows like trampling walkers and stuff it doesn't happen very often and normally if you just get really big and like just get them move them out the way and just go excuse me excuse me they'll just get on with their day and like move out the way so I think as well try not to be worried about coming across cows because chances are if you're an ultra runner you, you probably will. You will. You would definitely will. And cows, cows are like dogs in that they can sense fear. They sense like an increased heart rate. Mm. So uh, it's so the best thing to do is be calm, like you say, Anna. And there's a really good video. I can't remember where it is. I'll see if I can find it. And post it on socials of a cow farmer. He's very attractive, cow farmer, talking about how to approach cows and like how to get to cows. And like yeah. if you get yourself down really low and then push yourself up, like with your hands above you, like horns, like make yourself into a massive horned beast. They do back off, but it's it's sometimes you get the um yeah. bullock, the young bullocks who just are like too playful. And they are being playful, but they're where playing is to like rear up on their back legs and go Yeah. And smash you. It's horrible. Yeah. I just wish that farmers give you the option. It annoys me with having a dog that when they move their animals, even sheep, into fields, they don't say we've moved sheep into this field. Yeah. So you think it's a field with nothing in it. I'm running with pickle like off the lead, and then suddenly I turn the corner and they've put sheep in there. And I'm like, if I would have known that, she would have gone straight back on the lead. But um, it's annoying. Yes. Bin. Bin it. Bin it off. Bin. Bin it off. So there we go. Win Grim, get in the bin. If any farmers are listening and want to give us some feedback on that, you're more than welcome. Ooh. Shall we chat about the playlist then? You can. I'm not involved in it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I had feedback from a client uh-huh. who told me she was, and I quote, actively quite scared of the playlist. Oh. oh dear, that's not what we were going for. Because of the scary metal music on it. And there's well, that's scary aggressive music on it, she says. Um, so okay. I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. Deal with it. If you're scared of it, get involved with it. I'm sorry, but because she listens to rubbish music like Ben Howard. Oh. <laughs> so uh, that's great. We had a re- somebody asked for 99 Red Balloons. That's not going on there because I hate it because it was on that cassette tape when I worked in Shoe City. Terrible song. Awful. Get, get in the bin with Mr. Blue Sky. Awful. DMX has been removed from the playlist for crimes against dog breeding. Oh yeah, tell us about that. That's um, a new so one. my. Although try not to defame him. My friend Lawrence, who describes himself uh, regularly as the only vegan on the spine race, because he's doing the spine race and everyone knows about it. Everybody uh, said to me for the podcast, "I'm glad we're boycotting any Kanye West tracks on the playlist. It's only right where we're discussing whether to include any Bloodhound Gang tracks to ask that we remove DMX, the known animal abuser!" Exclamation mark. What? What? From no. Yeah, from the only vegan on the spine race, and I went, "How do you know he's a he's a known animal abuser?" And you're not the only vegan on the spine race. Damo's doing it again this year. Damo is plant based. His sleeping bag's made of feathers. True. Oh, oh. And we know this because Lawrence was spine safety team and he said to Damo, oh, nice sleeping bag. Damo's like, it's made of feathers. Caught you. Yeah. Caught you. Caught you. You're a hypocrite. I mean, it's not like he describes himself as a hypocrite at every available opportunity or anything like that. True. No, he does. He does. We love Damo. He's he great. He's at, on tour de giance at the moment, having lots of hallucinations. Mm. So D- DMX bred pit bulls for fighting. Right? So I see, yeah. Google says he was never convicted, but he pleaded guilty. And then so, unfortunately, because it's dogs, he's come off the playlist. Gone. That's that. Been. We've had some good additions from me listening to Radio 2 and Six Music. I've gone back to listening to Six Music because I feel like I'm old. So the other day I was listening to it and they had that really great Last Shadow Puppet song, The Age of the Understatement. That's such a tune. Overplayed bullshit. 
are you rolling your eyes? Wow. Uh, then they played the Claxons. Oh, then it was Mercury Music Award. So uh, the Claxons were everywhere. And I was like, I love the Claxons. You used to go out one of the Claxons. Uh, and then I got into a hole and was like, oh, the future heads, oh, Maximo Park, all things that are very middle of the road, but I put them on anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then okay. I, the other day I was at, I was running along and uh, and a train came and suddenly I remembered that Billy Ocean song. Red Lamp. <gasps> oh, yes, I, I love this one. Yeah. So good. Much longer. So that went on. Yeah. And... Thou Shalt Always Kill by Dan Lusak and Scrooby's Pitch. Yeah, I like that song. I like that song. That's a good tune. It's a forgotten one. Mm. Hey, we've had a DM from Hannah. Yeah, Hannah's Hannah's given us quite a few, hasn't she? Uh, Four. No, yeah, four. Hello there. I've just returned from my first, quote, proper trail run up the Licky Hills. Licky? It's near Birmingham. Accompanied, of course, by the wonderful, wonderful Ultrasound System podcast. Thanks, Hannah. I thought I would suggest a couple of songs. You two have honestly inspired me to get out on the trails and I can't thank you enough for the joy that has brought me. Anyway, song suggestions. I don't know. I think this one might already be on there, Hannah. I'm Still Standing by Elton John. It actually wasn't. And I added it this morning because that was an oversight. Should have been. Sorry about that. A great tempo. Just don't fall over when running. Otherwise, it turns ironic. Yeah. Run the World, Beyonce, a.k.a. Feel Like an Absolute Hero. It's probably quite good, isn't it? I'll put it on and see how it goes. I have it on my legs, bums, and tums playlist for the class that the classes that I teach. It's quite, it's quite good actually. Although it does go, who run this mother? And like, if it's really quiet during, like, if the during the class, I, I do feel a bit weird about having like Beyonce going, who run this mother? While there's like fifty year old women doing squats, but but does like she say motherfucker or does she just say mother? Just goes mother. Uh, I love that. Okay, cool. Centuries by Fallout Boy needs no. I thought that was on there. I thought it was. I put Phoenix on there, which incidentally came on on my run the other day, and um, I thought it was um, Storms. Is it Stormzy? No. Uh, so it's because the start of Phoenix goes, and you know that. It's Plan B. It's it's a it's a sample. It's not the pl- oh yeah, but so that's just... not the one I'm thinking of. But that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the one that's like um, ah, it's on your playlist, Ali, because I. It's Plan B. It's Ill Manners, and it's a sample of a really famous it's German song. What? It's Ill Manners. How do you spell manners? That's one. M A N O R S. M A N O R S. Is that the one about like going and fighting and being like, yeah, let's all go on an urban safari. We might see some illegal migrants. Yes, that one. Are. It's the same sample, exactly the same sample. Right. So it's a song called, um, I'll find it for you. Uh, it's really, really famous. Alain yeah. Nu. And it's German. By yeah, Alain Nu. And it is like, yeah, and a lot of people have used it in their songs. Which uses elements from the fourth movement of Dmitry Shostakovich's Seventh Symphony. There you go. You see, because it's actually quite, it's great. It's like, a did, 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 did. It's like that, um, you, you know that Verve song? That uh, that one that British they didn't get any, yeah, that they got no money from because they used that sample illegally. Yeah. Biggest yeah. selling single, uh, no money from it. But now bloody Duella Peeps covered, Duellipa. Um that again is a, that sample has been used so many times. Uh, it's more famous than any song that's actually in. There you go. So that was a little bit of like the police detectives because when I because I was like shit, what song is that? So yeah, it is Plan B. Ill manners. My apologies. Um, can we put that on the playlist, please? What ill manners? Yeah. Or, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the Definitely. songs I know all the words to. But yes, also Centuries, Fallout Boy. So yeah, I had put Phoenix on, which starts with the same thing as Ill Manners. Um, but I don't think Centuries is. So yeah. We Hang on a minute. One. I didn't know this. What? There's a Prodigy remix of Ill Manners. Oh, that's going on. That's gonna, gonna I'm just going to put it on. I'm just going to put it on. Put it on. I can't just wait till that comes on. Yes. And then finally, um, I'm going to take this as one as my of one of my five free spins, please. She bangs by Ricky Martin. No, no, actually, that's not so bad. That's bad. Yeah. 
Hannah says, I hope this isn't too many songs. And sorry in advance, Ali. I know they're not really your cup of tea, but these are my all-time top bangers. All the best. And thanks again, you little legends. Actually, Hannah, FYI, I'm still standing where Elton John is one of my Desert Island discs. Um, I think it's yeah. one of the greatest breakup fuck you songs of all time. And I love Fall Out Boy. And you love Ricky Martin? I don't love Ricky Martin. Has Ricky Martin got something to do with Enrique Iglesias? No, they were just out I at the same I think I might have had a dream that they were getting married or something. Were they? I would no. love that. Imagine if Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin got married. Right. Uh, oh, they did a co-headline concert tour. Can you imagine the women at that tour? It would have been incredible. Oh, Can you imagine the toilet queue? Oh, it would have been cowboy hats at dawn and glitter and sparkly things. Um, uh, Pit Pitbull also was on Mr. That Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, take a picture of me with your Kodak. <laughs> so you've got Ricky Martin. Yeah, Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> and then you have got Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> who looks Pitbull looks like an HSBC bank manager. Who's a karaoke <laughs> night? He's got his thing on and his sunglasses on. He's made lots of money. I bet he's got a big boat. Um, yeah, boat. I said boat. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. We've had some correspondence as well. Have you got some correspondence? Because I've got some correspondence. I have. So we have two topics of correspondence that have been heavily commented on or, or mentioned about. The first being Ali's request to put people stravering things that shouldn't be stravered in the bin. Mm. Some unbelievable stuff's come through from that. Someone said that they saw someone, Strava, a two-hour ride-on lawnmower activity. Twice. Twice. Ride-on. What? Why? Uh, or do they Strava it as a ride? Like a bike ride? Oh, yeah. I don't know. And then Philippa, Titanium Pip, naming no names, as in this wasn't her. She's not naming any names. We can name her name. But naming no names because she likes the person. Someone stravered a two-hour wander around a zoo with their toddler. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no activity involving a toddler counts as exercise because you're literally just dawdling. But the, and there isn't toddler walk on Strava, is there? Like, but just no, also, definitely. it's like life, isn't it? Do you, like, do you Strava walking around the office at work? Yeah, like when I'm when I'm PTing or teaching classes at the gym. I probably do, I think I do something like 300-ish steps per 45-minute class because I'm, Ooh. like, walking around, checking people's form, etc. But I would never, <laughs> never strava it as steps. But is that our problem? Is this a, I just can't work out whether we're being mean or not. But then I'm just like... I don't think we're being mean. Oh, I just don't know. But yeah. it just pisses me yeah. off. That's fine. I'm it's just weird. And as we said in that episode, you were like, I don't know why. It's like, you don't have to know why. You just don't like it. And that's it. So, No, I don't like it. And these people have got involved and told us that they have also seen some strange Stravas. However. They have seen some strong Stravas. Some strong Strava activity. Keep it coming. Keep the strong Strava activity coming because I like it. Um, Let's talk about marriage proposals at finish lines. Oh, my God. They just keep coming. They, right. they keep coming. Emma Connolly emails. Hi, both. Just listened to episode 15 and it was like you could read my mind. I watched Shed Loads. That is a tune. Read my mind. That killer's tune. Oh. Can you read my mind? Oh, that's getting skipped. Anyway. It's going on. Right. Back to Emma. I watched Shed Loads of UTMB coverage and nearly smashed my laptop. When that guy proposed to Fu Zhao Zhang at the end of UTMB. The end of UTMB. Not 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 the 15k ETC, not the CCC, not the MDCB, not the OCC VDD, not the C No, or wandering around the fucking zoo with your toddler for two hours. The UTMB. The race. The bloody pinnacle of all that is ultra holy, says Emma. Trampling over her achievement of coming forth and stealing her moment. Not to mention the fact she couldn't sit down because he was bloody proposing. Just no. Grounds to put him in the bin, in my opinion. Love the podcast. Looking forward to the rabbit challenge. P.S. I had my photo with Ali at the running show just before she interviewed Damien Hall at the NEC in 2022. It was bad timing, as I'm sure she was trying to get into interview mode and could have done without some twat asking for a photo. Sorry, Ali. Oh, no, I wasn't getting into interview mode. I was getting into flirt, heavy flirt mode. Oh, so they... Which didn't work. So you'll be pleased to know. Um, he's a married man. 
And also he doesn't eat macaroons because he's part-time vegan. Did his partner right. propose to him at the end of the spine, though? Yes, yes. She turned up at the end of the spine. Every every time he finishes his spine, she turns up. She re-proposes to him. <laughs> he loves that. Honestly, this is like, this is getting ridiculous. What did you, you messaged me something. Dragon's Back, oh, Dragon's Back, Dragon's hell. Back. So this was an interesting one because at the end of Dragon's Back, there was a picture of two blokes. The blokes had done Dragon's Back. I don't know if they'd done the hatchling or they'd done the whole thing, but their, their, their women were there. And they, so it was the men that had done the race and they were proposing to their girlfriends who hadn't done the race. And the reason I, yeah, because you got the pictures. The reason I know this is because the women are wearing casual gear and the men are still wearing their sweaty run kit, right? So this is an opposite because it's like either they failed and they're like, please marry, will you marry me? And so the girl's like, I can't say no because he's already in a sad state. So I better say yes. Or they're like, if you, it's like, a, if this is the best day of my life and I'm going to make it even better by asking you to marry me. And if you say no, you're going to ruin the best day of my life. It's like so much pressure, isn't it? So much pressure. It's, I sent you, I just replied to you in capitals, all capitals, stop proposing at finish lines. I made a little meme of the man with a sign that says stop proposing at finish yeah. lines. Dude with, dude with a sign is saying stop proposing finish lines. We had an anonymous um, piece of correspondence on this. We did. We did. And I've had to like really unpick it all and make it very vague because um, it was very specific and then wanted to be anonymous. So I've, I've unpicked it. So anonymous writes, someone I know did a very big challenge. Think multi-day training for ages kind of thing. And her boyfriend only went and bloody proposed on the finish line. So this person says it really ground their gears because she felt like it took away all of her glory and moment and put the focus on him, which is really bloody selfish. And she says, the thing is, I don't think this person would have said no had he proposed in private as they seem very happy together. But you know what I mean? It took the focus off her achievement and put it on him. Oh, look, she's just completed this massive challenge. Oh, but hang on a minute. Stuff that her boyfriend just proposed to her. What more could a woman want? And she finishes with, yes, I am single and have been for a while. <laughs> I don't think that matters. I don't think that it matters that you're single. I think that people need to stop proposing. I feel like there is this, like, patriarchal, like... Yeah given that all a woman wants is for a man yeah. to propose and there is nothing better nothing better a woman can never get higher than a man yeah. proposing so no matter what she does finishes whatever race does whatever challenge whatever it is it will never be better than a man asking her to marry. Mm, it's definitely like a really old-fashioned view isn't it because it's like yeah it's um you know when you watch like bridgerton and they've got all of the yeah. that ball thing that they go to, the, the debutante's ball. And it's like, oh, which man will marry me? And that's literally what their life is. It's like, yeah. which family are you going to marry into? It's, it's, it's still like a really old fashioned kind of thing, I think. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because uh, as a woman of a certain age who is unmarried, in fact, I'm divorced. I got divorced when I was, I got married when I was very young. Oops. And then I got divorced. Um, I do get occasionally, oh, why aren't you married? And it's like, why are you married? Like, or why have you got any kids? It's like, why have you got kids? Oh, it's like, wow. it's it's still like a thing. I mean, it's we've obviously moved on leaps and bounds, but at the same time, it's yeah. just this thing of, if I ask you, if you've done this, but I can make it even better by asking you to marry me, please stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. Go and do it in private. Yeah. Like, it, I haven't met anybody that's gone, oh, do you know what? You and Anna are going in a bit on these proposal things. No one said that. Everyone said, yeah, it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. And I think maybe the people who uh, the people who do disagree are possibly the ones who have done it. <laughs> possibly. But I've never met anyone. I don't think I know anyone that's had a public proposal. I can't because I would just cringe to death. I think if yeah. someone says, oh, you never get to I'd be like, just going to die yeah. in the corner. Shit. Uh, yeah, keep them, keep them coming in. We like to keep an eye upon the public proposals for sure, for sure. Yeah, I've got an interesting one. All right, good one. Great. This is one of this was going to be one of my future getting the bins because it is something that that I I just want to open up the debate. Oh no! This is from Jed Howard. How are you running on Instagram? He's gone into my brain. 
if you've ever done an event that's involved a big out and back uh, north from a central location, followed by a big out and back south that's involved lots of runners regularly coming the other way, what quick pleasantries do you say to them as you cross paths, right? This is the well done debate, okay? <laughs> I feel fine with saying well done to the speedy types who are already on their way back. Yeah, if the other person is behind me, oh. uh, I wouldn't want a well done or a keep, or a keep going because it sounds patronising. Um, like I'd accompany it with a little pat on the head or something. Yeah. Maybe more people don't put much thought into this. It's just my social anxiety, oh. my overthinking brain kicking in. Yes, let's open the debate. I hate the well done. I hate it. I think it should be banned. I think it's patronising. And well done. Well done. Yeah, you too. Well done. Well done. Fuck off. No. How about we just change it to hello? Hiya. Hi. Acknowledge the person. Like, there's the, that other one where we're like, looking really strong. I'm not looking really strong. <laughs> I look like a bag of spanners. <laughs> I look like a dropped pie. I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't. But what what are your thoughts on well done? It's so hard. So I went and cheered at the London Marathon one year with a friend of mine. And we were there from the elites to the end, right? And we were chatting. Oh, you said Kip Cho, you well done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I told him well done. Well done. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and um, my friend, after we'd spent the day cheering, went, we went for dinner. And my friend over dinner was like, you know, when we got like maybe to their back last quarter of runners? I was like, yeah. I just feel like you're your cheering got a little bit patronizing like like I'd been like really like yay well done done and then as the the slower runners and the walkers came through I was a bit like well done oh well done well done and like I didn't realize I was doing it and they didn't tell me until after and I felt so bad about it ever since. Clearly, I feel like this is like a therapy session. That because you were tired. It's because yeah. you were tired. The people at the back hadn't seen you at the beginning. So no. they thought that's just how you well done. I know. But, but when I'm doing this well done, listeners can't see. I've got the little frowny face on. It's like, like well done. Doing really well for you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not okay. Because I'm that person in ultras that's at the back. But I don't want a well done. You're right. I don't want it. Why would you say want it well done? I don't want it. So no. why would anyone else want it? Does anyone else want it? I don't know. Let's, ask the, let's open the debate. Let's open the <laughs> debate. I would rather we just went hello. Yeah, hi or hello's good. We just hello or like not even keep going, but just like lovely day, isn't it? You have a good time, whatever it is. Just not well done because I just it's something else. Or can we have like a code word? Or, like, fuck this shit. Maybe if it's, like, 80 miles, we could be like, fuck this shit. Like, because we're all thinking it. In abroad races, I can't, I can't remember what language this is in. I think it might be Italian. I don't know. Uh, in French, they go, allez, allez. Like, go, go. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Forza. Forza, Forza, which I think is Italian, which I think just means, like, also, like, keep going or, or like, whatever. But it sounds better than, like, well done or keep why going. Why don't we have... what? Why don't we have a good language? Like, why is English so shit? Like, well done. Don't know. Gallopy, gallopy. Gallop- what could we have? Gallopy, gallopy. I like that. Gallopy, gallopy, gallopy. I don't know what we can have. Pickles looking like this. That's bad for a podcast. She's looking at me with a funny face going... Think of a word, mummy. Like, oh, oh. I'm trying to place myself in the position of that person because I, I am I am the person at the back, like on those out and backs that is like I I don't talk to me. Not don't no 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 not don't talk to me. You're the kid at you're the girl at park run. You don't talk don't to me. Talk. No, so on the me. Big Bear Warwickshire Bear Ultra last year. Well, every year it's the same course, I think. But when I did it last year, so you run from rugby out to Leamington and then turn around and come back. And I'm just trying to think, like, at that turnaround point, like, I was I was saying, like, well done to all the speedy people coming past me. And they would say, well done back. But I just... It's our own brains interpreting it, isn't it? I was going to say, but I, ju- I just don't know if it's, like, genuine. It's so British. 
as well. It's like you can't yeah. not say something. And like someone like comes past, and like it was when you get tired, say so you're like like 50, 60 miles or whatever, or like even the marathon when you're like 20 miles, yeah. your brain is tired. And so someone's like, Well done, you're like, Well done, you too. Or they're like, looking strong, you're like looking yeah. strong too. Or yeah, they're like, and it's like, what I don't even fucking want to say anything to you. So but you can't ignore them because that's rude. Like it's a very yeah. British thing, isn't it? You too. I just I tend to go mm. into the you too mode. Like you too, whatever you just said, like you're right, <laughs> you too, whatever you just I'll just say you too. So yeah. what could we have that's new, everybody? Like can we not just have a whoop whoop, like a whoop whoop? Or like I don't know. Let's try and think of something. Let's try and create a new new thing. thing. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I got nothing. So it's up to you, listeners. I think that if I was, I think if I'm at the end or like towards the back of something, um, and the people like you're doing really well, I think I think you're doing really well for me. Would be like thank you or like keep going, like that's what I want. Like I keep going, not really a judgment on you, more of an encouragement. So like a well done is a judgment, but you're doing really well. It's also a judgment. Keep you're going. doing really well. It's a judgment. Yeah, you're doing really well, but keep going, isn't it? I've got a thing about keep going. So I, I'm not. I feel like the response to keep going is, of course I'm going to keep going. Of course I fucking go. Like what? You know what I mean? Like oh, keep going. Oh, sorry, because if you hadn't have said that, I was going to stand still and not move another step. So I'm really glad hey, that you've just okay. said keep going. Wow. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I've got. I've got Let's about. start actually doing that. Let's start when people we don't know say things like "Well done, keep going." Stop and stand in front of them and go. I'm sorry, you don't know me. Who are you no, to tell me that I'm doing well? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you? you just told me that I'm looking strong. I'm obviously not. What if I? You, <laughs> you condescending prick. <laughs> like, is it because I look weak? Is it because I'm a woman? Like this is typical misogynistic oh, bullshit. God, and no, <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do this. I was standing there going, "Oh my god, I'm really sorry." I just came up to going to support the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Right. So the question is, like, what can we say as runners to each other that's not like condescending or whatever, or maybe we just don't, or maybe we wave or whatever. Let us know what you think. Email us if you've got a story ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com drop us a dm a voice note on dms on instagram would be lovely we are at ultrasoundsystempod um and also while you're at it can you come up with some funny things that i can write on a sign for neil's half marathon that's coming up please oh yeah what's the best thing you've seen on signs i think let's weave that in now as well because i need to make a sign cool love it love it so that brings us nicely to nearly the end, but we've got one last little bit and we want to introduce someone to you. So in episode 15, we told you about our new podcast pet, Dean. Uh, Dean is a relatively new runner, which we like. He's green uh, and a brand new ultra runner who's not actually done an ultra yet. He's managed to sign himself up for London to Brighton <laughs> next year, which is exactly what it says on the tin. It's 100k from London to Brighton. Um, so he, he slid into our DMs asking for a bit of help. Um, and I don't know why I was quite magnetised towards him and I've kind of told him that we're going to take him under our wing. So I'm going to coach him on the running side of things uh, and Anna's going to yeah. see him. So I sent him a little message and he said, he said, yes, I proposed yeah. to him on DM and he said, yes. At the end of one of his training runs, I proposed to Dean. I said, do you want to come and be a podcast pet? He said, yes. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dean Cox. Round of applause. Round of applause. Can you put some applause in here, Anna? Yeah, I'll put some in. Hello. Hello, Dean. Hello, Dean. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, excited, nervous, worried, all the, all the emotions, <laughs> but mainly excited. So you are going to take on London to Brighton next year? Yes, I am. Why? <laughs> um, great question. Journalist. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I basically, I, I wanted a, a challenge and I am a relatively new runner. I only really started doing races, races um, in April of this year. And that snowboarded very, very quickly into doing more races and more races. And then I discovered you two lovely ladies had a podcast and you gave me the inspiration to go, I could do an ultra. And um, 
I then started Googling just local ultras <laughs> and London to Brighton just kept popping up. And then a friend of mine mentioned that her auntie had run an ultra and it was London to Brighton, but she did the overnight one rather than continuous. And I went, do you know what I'm going to, I might look into that. And then there was an offer on their website to save a bit of money if you sign up early. And I went, well, I've saved 15% now, so I can't now not do this ultra. Bargain basement ultra. But you're really good at talking yourself into bad things, Dana. Love it. <laughs> Literally. Um, if you talk about it enough, you will just go, okay, oh, you sort of, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, like, it is. And it beca- also becomes normal. So <laughs> you're like, this is a totally normal thing to do. So Dean, tell us a bit about your history. Because when we had a chat the other day, you told me about the fact you have lost a lot of weight like, like in, with this running stuff. And that is incredible. And um, so yeah, just tell, tell our listeners a little bit about how you've got from zero to hero. <laughs> not quite here I say that don't think just yet yeah so I, I got to the age of 29 having done no exercise ever I shied away from everything to do with anything physical uh, at my highest weight I was about 26 stone and it was during lockdown and um, in very quick succession I um, my boyfriend dumped me um, I moved back home with my parents and um, and then my dad died in the, in the same sort of two week span and I need something to do. Oh, I was going to go very downhill very quickly. My dad had a lot, a lot of health problems, uh, very bad diabetic, a lot of mental health problems, a few suicidal bits and bobs over the years, lots of heart attacks and whatnot. Um, and I'm very similar to my dad in terms of my sort of mental makeup and body type. And the last thing, one of the last things he said to me before he passed away was, don't end up like me just do what you can do to make a better life for yourself and don't basically go out the way that I, I'm, I'm going out. And during lockdown, I was on furlough, so I had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> so I started doing my daily walking, as you do. Uh, went for an hour, I got a bit longer, um, I lost a bit of weight. I started going out for, I started trying to go for 10K, then 10 miles every day. And then in the January time, I said, okay, I'm going to do the Capture 5K. I've heard about it. I'm going to download it. And it was ruddy hard. I've never mm-hmm. done something so hard in my entire life, but I completed it. I'm so proud of myself. And in that next sort of next year period, I did some 5Ks. I dropped back a bit. I then did a few 10Ks. I felt that was felt like astronomical to me. And then it got to January of this year, and I was a bit of a, a, bit of a mental funk. And at that point, I lost about 11 stone total. And a friend of mine said, I'm I'm doing a marathon in Amsterdam. Who wants to do it with me? And I said, oh, I'll do it on a whim. I love Dean. It's just so suggestible. <laughs> it's terrible. And then, um, yeah, and that then led me on to this pretty crazy year that I've now done like eight official half marathons this year, like timed race ones. I've done lots on my own. I've deep dived into all of the online running stuff including all of the running channel hence where i found anna and then ali um and um okay. i've gone from there and now i've got three marathons booked in and an ultra next year is that not a bit of an inspiring story anna you're not inspired to help this man further i mean i definitely just shed a tear then as well what an amazing story yes i want to help you we want to help you we're going to help you so you've got no choice now you're in yeah you need to stop this. You need to stop this silly half <laughs> addiction that you appear to have managed to get yourself. So I've done London to Brighton twice, bragging. Um, and uh, I know what you let yourself in for, and it is hard. It's a hard one, listener. It's a um, it's an ultra challenge event. So it is uh one of those lovely ones with lots of lots of aid stations and nice food, uh, but it is really really hard. So over the next few weeks, what's going to happen is Dean is going to go and run Amsterdam Marathon. Then he's going to run Copenhagen Marathon and London Marathon, probably not in that order. And then, and he's going to report back on how he's getting on. But we're not starting training until October after he's done his first his first marathon. So I don't want to mess about with his, his road training. And then me and Anna yeah. are going to get on it. She's going to do the PT. Yeah, I'm going to do the. You're doing PT. I'm doing. I was trying to get something to write running. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get, do a plan and get Dean to come and report to us every couple of weeks because he yeah. is our podcast pet. Like. Like, hello, pet. Like, why are you? All right, all right, pet. All right, pet. I'm very Southern, so I'm very Gloucester. So it's like, <laughs> I'm a Southern boy. Dean, if you were in one of those really awkward situations where it's like, 
first day at work or like you've gone to like a corporate team building thing or something and they were like what is the one interesting fact about you to tell the room what would you tell our pod listeners um that's a great question um i once on a back to being on a whim again um i once accidentally life modeled in budapest <laughs> brilliant accidentally take your clothes off there was intentions behind the taking because i knew what i was doing in, in, in that moment <laughs> but um i was um this was sure yeah i mentioned about i had, I had a, a bad breakup the breakup beforehand it was like it was, it was i was like 25 um i had been with him for like six years and i thought you know what i can do what i want to do now so i thought i'll do some solo traveling and there's a map on a, on a dating app saying models needed and i just I thought so i'll inquire into that and i was like hello what does that mean and he was like well i'm a lecturer at the royal academy of arts in budapest sure you are and our life model has pulled out can i'm looking but i said it's an unpaid gig but i can pay you in lots of vodka oh my god you do <laughs> say yes to everything don't you dean May, you could have died. But but also, but talk of like like body image and whatnot. So I I was at like when I went on on that holiday, I was at my heaviest weight I had ever been. I was recently single, and I was like, okay. And the idea of me going into a room of complete strangers, most of which who spoke no English, and taking all of my clothes off and showing all of my lumps and bumps and dirty pillows, <laughs> I was like, oh. And I did it. I didn't overly enjoy the experience. It was very bizarre, but I'm very glad that I did it. <laughs> and I've got a framed in my house, so I read a tasteful one. Um, I was in two positions. The first one was literally sitting on my bum on a chair, legs akimbo, which was not a flattering angle for anybody. That's how I record the podcast, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> and then the other one, they made me lie down, and this man drew me on this on this thing. Uh, uh, the world's wide. The, my neck was wider than my head in his in his sketch of me, <laughs> and my breast was so pendulous. It was probably about three foot long in like the scale of my body. And I thought, uh, I don't think that's a hundred percent. That's clearly your interpretation of my body. But um, I love that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love these stories. They're great. The problem with this is now we know you're so suggestible. Wait till you see your outfit for that run. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, no. it, it, it's bad because I, I, was, I was doing some research last night, just, just casually. And yeah. I think the, the Thames 100K popped up the canal one. Um, mm. uh, sorry, Anna. And the um, <laughs> it's but... actually a river. It's not canals. River. So. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I was like, oh, the elevation is one hundred and thirty-five meters. So I should have done that bloody one. Nope. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's really horrible. I've done that one as well. Um, but uh, this one's really good. Ma it mangles your hips like flat, st flat stuff with no hills. You've got no reason to walk other than the fact you really want to walk, and it mangles like your hips because you're uh, on the flat for so long. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love this one because this one is really undulating. For listeners that don't, are not aware of London to Brighton, it starts weird, weirdly uh, in London and it finishes in Brighton. So you start in Richmond Park and you go along the river, and it is, and then you get into the like. Um, that lovely bit of, I think it's the Cotswolds. What might be the Cotswolds, I can't remember. No, the Cotswolds, north of London. If you go in the Cotswolds, you're going the wrong way. It's 8am, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. It goes it goes all lovely and like big houses and lovely. And then it gets towards Brighton and it gets really hilly. And I think in the last kilometre, you have to go up Ditchling Beacon, which is nice. <laughs> That's why I had a cry. I've seen the elevation map and I was like, it's, it's, like, it's like bumbling, 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 and then wow. <laughs> Like yeah, and then at the end, you run in on a horse horse gallops. Right, Dean, we love you. You're ace. We will be. Um, we do. We, like I say, he's got this. You've got what is it? Amsterdam first, first marathon, red marathon. All week Sunday. Yes, I'm doing my first 32k tomorrow morning. Beautiful. So we're gonna keep. We get what we're gonna do is keep in contact with you throughout that process by by via WhatsApp voice note. And the minute you come back from that marathon, I'm gonna have a plan waiting in the wings me too and uh anna's gonna have a plan waiting in the wings and your life is going to become quite hellish and awful actually for quite a long time <laughs> a bit like your prisoner you're our, so, you're our prisoner um, it's not it's gonna become great yeah we've got a man in a, in a cupboard his name's dean put me i mean i'm currently in pretty much a cupboard carrying my stock rooms yes dean works in sketches everybody so we're gonna get into running sketches every week he's gonna run a different pair of sketches um, Although I after after my after my turn, I'm going to go and invest in some um waterproof trail running shoes. Why? That's what I need. No, no. no? no? We're going to invest in some well draining running shoes because 
waterproof trail running shoes are a fallacy that you'll never touch. Oh, I that, see. And that goes for and that goes for you, Elizabeth. Not no to the waterproof trail shoes. Don't need yes, it. Yes, to the well-draining ones. Okay. Well, now, well, now I know that. Yeah, we ran through rivers on our run yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, yesterday we ran through rivers. The waterproof shoes are really bad because they hold water. They'll hold water in. So if, if the waterproof from the outside, they're waterproof from the inside. They'll hold water in. They don't drain. That's when you get drenched foot. Avoid. First tip. Well, now I know that. And tomorrow I'll be looking at some non shoes. <laughs> yeah, well, so drop me a WhatsApp. I can send you a whole list of great shoes. But you know that I'm always going to say innovate the best ones because they are. Right, we've got to go. We love you. Um, we will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Good luck at Amsterdam. And um, welcome to hell. <laughs> I was like, thank you <laughs> I'm very 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 grateful to you two Let, let's see what you're saying next May shall we <laughs> <laughs> you are our content for the next however many months yes, yes. nice you know tip for tash <laughs> yeah thanks for that <laughs> awesome we love you we'll speak to you soon love you too thanks to you too bye have a good day so there you have it that's Dean I'm very excited to welcome him to the fold we're going to catch up with him every couple of weeks See how he's getting on. He's a good chatter, isn't he? He likes to chat. He he's got great stories. He has got great stories. And he's also like just super, super, he's very, very inspiring. I don't find people inspiring yeah. that often, but he is. So uh, he's so green. He's got, there's so much stuff he's doing wrong. I mean, I say wrong, wrong in my opinion, which yeah. is the right opinion. Yeah. Um, so, so let's see how he gets on. So yeah, we'll catch up with him properly in like October and then keep tracks of his training and you guys can follow along too. He's basically the new training block of joy. So I don't have to do it anymore. hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm going to give up running too and just become a coach like Ted Lasso. Um, and um, yeah, the race is in May. I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll fish out the proper date, but um, it will be great if we can have a little ultra meet up, an ultrasound system meet up on the, at the race. See if we can give him a little guard of honour when he finishes, because he will finish. We'll get to finish. Are we crewing him? I can crew him. I don't know if you allow crew, but anyway, I've got the, I've got that weekend free, so I'm going to go down and look after him. I might actually chase him with a stick if he if he starts being a twat. <laughs> I don't think he will. He's so sweet. Right. Anyway, that brings us to the very very end of our very very lovely podcast episode seventeen. Great. Can't wait for episode eighteen. Why? Why? Because we're old enough to drink. Oh, no, we're too Yes! Aww. <laughs> I'm old enough to start making mistakes again. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.